Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You're listening to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. We almost had a snafu right there. I hit the wrong button and I disappeared. I wonder if Rico even noticed. Did you even notice, Rico? All right, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen real quick i got a, some questions i'm actually going to get to them now all right dalton how many players on the team do you think will jump to the portal i don't think we're going to have as many as we've had in the past we had a lot when frost was here i think ty robinson coming back that guy was could have gone to the nfl been drafted probably fairly high the way he's played this year he chose to come back matt rule even commented on he has a feeling that a lot of guys are going to stay. I think, and this is where I was talking about earlier, I gave grades out on year one because I don't have a year two prog- progress to look at yet, a progression. I know it's a process. I know that's how Rule sees it. That's why when people asked him if, you know, if he was going to let go of Satterfield or j- his job status or whatever, people were texting me. And I was like, he's not, he's not going anywhere because that's not how Rule works. He's a process-oriented guy. He doesn't want to start over. He doesn't want to bring someone new in. And when Rule was asked about it in the press conference that week, he goes, oh, so start with a new offense, new terminology? He almost, he almost laughed like it was a ridiculous question. I don't think it was a ridiculous question, but I think the answer was predictable, if you know Matt Rule and how he operates. So my point is this. I think, and I know people hate this word, culture, the C word, not that C word, but this C word, culture, it's almost become a bad word to Husker fans, really annoying. I actually think he's building one, and I actually think players are buying in. And I think Ty Robinson coming back, I think Rule's statement of 
he expects a lot of people to stay. There's going to be people who go. There's always people who come and go. When I interviewed Zach Taylor a couple of years ago, as they were getting ready to go to the Super Bowl, Bengals versus, I think, Rams that year. I said, hey, how'd you take this team? Because this first year, they had the number one pick in the draft, which means they were the worst team in the NFL. Now you're in the Super Bowl. How'd you build this team? He goes, core players. He goes, there's always going to be people that come and go, but you got to have core players, people who are bought in, people you can build a team around. Let the people who come and go, come and go, but build around those core players. And I think he's got core players, and then I think he's building around. And I think Ty Robinson coming back, once again, isn't a small statement, medium statement, large statement. I think it's a ginormous statement of him buying in when he could take off and go somewhere else and make a whole lot more money next year. So I think there's going to be a decent amount of people who come back. Now, it's interesting because every time I get, not every time, but I feel like every other time I get on social media right now, somebody's decommitting from Colorado. And I'm not trying to take a shot at Colorado, but we're going to play them again next year. Also, I made it very clear, I'm going to follow Deion Sanders because of reasons I've stated over and over in the past. So for me, I'm going to bring up Colorado because we're going to play them and because Deion is just interesting to me, and he always has been. All right, so shout out to the Go Big Redcast. They quote tweeted this tweet, and it said, Breaking class of 2024 quarterback Danny O'Neill tells me he has decommitted from Colorado. The six-foot, 190 quarterback from Indianapolis, okay, had been committed to the Buffalo since March. He was an Elite 11 finalist. Colorado loses their 2024 and 2025 quarterback in back-to-back days. All right, their tight ends coach also just left, either as of this morning or yesterday. Okay, he just chose to leave, not fired or anything like that. Not, as far as I know, going anywhere else, just chose to leave. This is a guy who'd been with Dion at Jackson State, a guy with NFL experience. Okay, now they go big red cast when they quote tweeted this said, good idea not to get your quarterbacks mauled all season with bad line play if you want to attract new quarterbacks. I thought that was a fairly fair point and humorous point all at the same time. Okay, so it's kind of interesting to me what's going on at Colorado. We've got our own issues here at Nebraska, to be clear. Okay, but the Buffaloes, all right, finished the campaign at four and eight. So they played a tougher schedule than we did. They beat us head to head, but our record is better. So that's all that matters to me. They ended up one and eight in Pac-12 play. All right now, I genuinely believe, top to bottom, the, the Pac-12 was the best conference in the country this year. Okay, it's unfortunate that they won't be back, but I've said that before. So they played a tougher schedule. Boo-hoo, I don't really care. That's their problem, not ours. But here's why this is interesting to me, because Deion Sanders is a good coach, but he's not that coach that's going to out-coach you consistently. He's not that coach that's going to out-scheme you. Okay, many of you have probably heard when Amon Green, uh, I think they were playing at CU, either his junior year or sophomore year, Osborne saw something on film, and he drew up a different way of blocking an option play. And he said, we're going to run this, and we're going to run it for a touchdown the first time we run it. First play of the game that year, boom, they, they pitch it. Amon takes it like 40, 50 yards to the house, touchdown. Like, I'm not saying Dion can't do that, but that's not his forte. Dion's style of coaching is I'm going to out-recruit you, and I'm going to out-motivate you. That's his style, and that style works. It worked for the Miami Hurricanes a lot in the 80s and 90s before everything went the way it did for them for a while. Then they resurrected it again, late 90s, early 2000s. So it can be successful. I think he's got to have a little bit more discipline because he's got his own players coming out and saying that there's selfishness on the team, and that's why they've lost. And that's why the Miami teams weren't successful, like consistent. Like Nebraska once won nine games every year for 40-plus 40, 40 years because there was a level of discipline. Okay, and dare I say integrity that was with the program. 
Um, and I'm a big fan of Dion, to be clear. These are not shots. These are observations. I could be right. I could be wrong, but they are my opinion. This is my show. This is where I give my opinion. So I find it interesting just what's going on in Colorado. They also had another, I forget which position, but one of their top athlete recruits who'd been committed to him for a while decommit. So it's just interesting to me what's going on in Colorado, just like here at Nebraska. We've got our own issues. I'm well aware of that. I will talk about both from time to time. And real quick, before I dive into the college football scene as a whole, final thoughts on what Nebraska needs to do going into this offseason, the most important things. They do need to retain as many people as possible, which I think they're probably going to. They do need to develop through strength and conditioning. Okay, we had way too many injuries this year. Now, it's interesting that it was mostly on offense and not defense. I don't know if that's a coincidence. I don't know if that matters. I I don't know what that means. It's only year one under the new strength staff, so it's hard to blame them, you know. But we've got to get to developing players physically. We just do. We were the better second-half team way more often than not up until the Michigan game, about the first quarter of our season. Then after that, it was touch and go. I don't know where that went. We looked like we made adjustments in those first few games, other than second-half of Colorado. We looked like we were the more physical team like Minnesota, we were the better second half team. There was times this year that you could say that there was times you could not. Okay. We've got to develop these guys in the strength and conditioning department, even more so than we did last year. And then we can evaluate the strength and conditioning staff a little bit more. I've not given them a grade because it's hard to know. You only get a few months with players. They haven't even had a full year. They haven't even been here a full year just yet. Okay, the strength and conditioning staff. So it's hard to evaluate them yet. They need more time, at least two off seasons. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Also, we got to do everything we can to keep Tony White. We got to find a transfer portal quarterback. Hopefully, Chubba stays. Okay. Uh, Daniel Kalen is going to be a true freshman. Talented guy, so we'll see what happens there. We need a transfer portal quarterback. And then Harburg and Sims, I don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to switch positions, if they're going to transfer, if they're going to stay. That'll be interesting to see. All right, let's get to college football as a whole. I mentioned some of these games earlier. Alabama versus Auburn. This is why I love college football. Auburn pays New Mexico State $1.8 million to come in and whoop their rear end sideways 31 to 10. When I say whoop there, I mean New Mexico State whooped Auburn's rear end sideways on their home field, said, hey, thanks for the 1.8. Now we're going to beat you 31 to 10 on your home field. Then Auburn turns around and really outplays and should have beaten Alabama. Fourth and goal from the 31-yard line, last play of the game, Auburn's up. All they got to do is stop them. Fourth and 31, or fourth and goal from the 31. First of all, Auburn rushes, if you want to call it that, three guys. What they really did was they had three guys stand and watch because they were worried about losing contain. Do you really think the quarterback's going to run for 31 yards when half, two-thirds, three-fourths of your defense is in the end zone? All they got to do is come out and hit them. So I don't know why you're worried about contain in that, in that scenario. You got to rush at least four guys, get some pressure, or at least let your three guys rush. It's like they played with eight guys on that play. And then uh, Alabama, miracle. Miracle. Touchdown. 31-yard pass. Great play by the receiver. You could say it was offensive P.I. They didn't call it, so it wasn't offensive P.I. Auburn loses the game they should have won to Alabama. Alabama wins 27-24. Washington, Washington State. I honestly thought Washington was going to lose one of these games because they're playing good team after week after week after week, and they were going to lose to a a team that they really shouldn't have. I didn't think that close game was going to be Washington State. Because they have way more talent than Washington State. It's not even close. But these rivalry games, I have missed the days when you could say the records don't matter and it's going to be close. And that's what these games were. Alabama, Auburn, Washington, Washington State, Florida State, Florida, Georgia, Georgia Tech to a degree. All right, Washington ends up eking out a victory 24-21, to the final Apple Cup of all time. Florida State, Florida. Man, Florida went up 12 to nothing. They had that field goal, I think, right before half they missed. I think if they make that and go up 15 to nothing, I I think that puts so much more stress on Florida State. Maybe Florida wins up winning that game. But you got you to gotta give credit to Florida State. Florida State outscored Florida from that point 24-3 to and they end up winning 24-15 to with a backup quarterback with little to no experience. And then their third stringer had to come in at one point for a while. And th- this, this, this backup quarterback that played looked like he – I mean, he, he, he looked like a, a seventh grader playing against varsity high school kids – not physically, but mentally. He looked completely overwhelmed, but then they found ways to move the ball, and you got to give them credit. And Florida was throwing new wrinkles at them offensively. I loved what Florida was doing. Florida State adjusted. Florida State gets what I – that win versus LSU to start the year looked really impressive. As the year went along, it was less and less impressive, and then Florida State looked less and less impressive. There was one point this year. It was early on in the year because there was 27 undefeated teams at that point. And at that point, Florida State statistically was 27th out of those 27 teams. And three times, I think they'd only played about five games at that point, three times they had been outgained by their opponent 
by over 100 yards. Florida State has not been uber impressive to me this year. They got flat out lucky against Clemson. Now, to their credit, they find ways to win, I guess. You know, they didn't play a brutal schedule. So hopefully you wouldn't have to Iowa it all the time. Okay. If you're trying to get in the CFP, it'd look a little bit more impressive. But to me, their second most impressive game of the year was that win at Florida in the swamp. Okay. Then you got Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, I think they had a lead early. It was a game. Georgia goes up 31-13. Tech comes back, makes it a little bit interesting. Georgia wins 31-23. to Now, you got the big games this weekend. SEC championship, number one Georgia, number eight Alabama. ACC championship. Now, it depends on what rankings you have for these teams. I went off of my rankings. Okay? So that's what these rankings are off. They're my rankings because we don't have the actual CFP rankings for this week, so we're going to go off my rankings. You got number four, Florida State versus number 12, Louisville in the ACC championship game, number three, Washington versus number five, Oregon, the Pac-12 title game, Texas, number seven, I have them behind Ohio State, versus number 20, Oklahoma State, okay, in the Big 12 title game, number two, Michigan versus number 17, Iowa in the Big Tech title game. The only rematch of all these games, which I love, I love that there's not a lot of rematches, is Washington, Oregon. If you have some time on Friday, you got to watch that game. That's going to be the game of the year. And I could argue the game of the year to this point was the first meeting up in Washington, which Oregon, I'm going to say they lost because they really should have won, lost by three points. Okay. Washington won, but it felt more like Oregon lost it than Washington won it. Okay. So here are my my CFP. Well, here are the projected CFP rankings. Okay. And I looked up two or three different sites. This was the most common of of the three sites that I looked at. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Washington. Number four, Florida State. Number five, Oregon. Number six, Texas. Number seven, Ohio State. Number eight, Bama. To round out the top ten, number nine was Missouri. Number ten was Oklahoma. Now, shout out to Missouri. This was just a big A, big 12 little brother, and here they are, top ten in the SEC. So, congrats to them. My top ten is very similar with one minor tweak. Number one, uh, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Washington. Number four, Florida State. Number five, Oregon. That was pretty easy. Like, I really did that blindfold and took about that long to write it out. I have it number six, Ohio State over Texas. And here's why. Now, I could flip this. Right now, neither one of them is a conference champion. So I have to go off the resume I have to this point. Ohio State has no chance to win a conference championship. Okay? Texas does. If Texas does, and they beat a top 20 Oklahoma State team, I can easily jump them. Right now, I got to go off. Neither one of you is a conference title, uh, conference championship. Conference champion, easy for me to say. You both got one loss. So let's look at your resume. Ohio State beat Notre Dame, beat Penn State, lost to Michigan. Now, Notre Dame's a nine-win team, lost three games. Had a couple of bad games in there. But still, Notre Dame's probably a top 15 team. So that's a top 10 win. I have Penn State, number 10. Okay. All right, we'll get to that in a second. I got Michigan, number two. So you lose to number two. You beat number 10. You beat number 15. Meanwhile, you look at Texas, they lost to Oklahoma, who I have number 11. They beat Bama, okay, early on, but they beat them. Also, they've been the most up-and-down team in the entire country this year. To me, they're constantly up and down, okay? So I have Ohio State ahead of Texas because of the resume to this point. If Texas wins the Big 12 championship, I would probably flip that because in my mind, you give the nod to the conference champ over the non-conference champ, but that hasn't happened yet. All right, at 9, I got Missouri. And at 10, I have Penn State, not Oklahoma. I have Penn State because their losses are to Michigan, Ohio State. 
I have Oklahoma below them because their losses are to Kansas and Oklahoma State. Random, random thought before we hit to the uh, commercial here. The Big Ten has three teams in the top ten, but only four teams ranked. Now, if you include Oregon and Washington, future Big Ten brethren, we have six teams ranked, five in the top ten, three in the top five. I will right, we'll chat a little bit more general college football, and I'll get to your questions here in about three or four minutes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 